Are you ready to take lead in your life? Well, today's the day. Join us on Leadership to Wealth with your host, Neil D'Souza. Welcome back to part two of the Leadership to Wealth podcast with my guest today, Nick Doherty. If you haven't heard part one of the interview, then please go check that out. Otherwise, let's continue. And my wife is like creating her schedule of how she wants her day to go. You're the high and mighty electrician. Meanwhile, the, uh, your wife, who's the uh, ice cream scooper, seems to be having all the fun. At the time, that's what it looked like to me. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm thinking, what am I doing wrong or what's missing for me? Yeah. Yeah. And but that's there's, there's obviously she, some intention behind all the things that she was doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was enjoying her life. Yeah. She really enjoyed what she was doing, too. Yeah. You know, that, that's a powerful... Uh, testimony for, I mean, for both you and your wife, but, um, you know, to explain to people and help them understand the power in your own life when you're able to kind of control the schedule, when you're able to make things happen. I mean, not, obviously, we're not talking about sitting around and doing nothing and sleeping in all day, but, um, but being able to uh, craft the things you do and who you do them with are things that are hard to explain to people and help them to understand. And uh, you got to see it firsthand and, uh, you know, uh, almost have it rubbed in your nose on a daily basis as you were headed off to uh, go work some with some electrical panels. Uh, she was headed off to have another fun, enjoyable day. Yeah, well, that was, it was a uh, breakthrough for me to see that. Yeah. Really started questioning because I wasn't exposed to that either. Yeah. Like my parents both worked their whole lives, right? They went to jobs. I I wasn't exposed to being an entrepreneur until I met my wife and it just wasn't adding up. Yeah. All the freedom that she had to create her life. Yeah. And then I was like, I'm being told that I got to be at this point in time. And then last minute they say, you got to work overtime and, yeah, it just, uh, it really opened up my eyes. That, that's really something. interesting that um, your, your wife would be successful in your eyes. And it didn't, um, it didn't bother you. It didn't, you know, instead it seems to have inspired you. And I'm sure there's a lot of guys out there that might see um, their, their spouse succeeding. And rather than it encouraging them and you know you know we're if if we're really talking there's some old old thought processes that are still around that somehow you know the guy has to be the one that makes more money or all these kind of things and and uh some men would actually resent the fact that the wife is doing so well but that wasn't you no not at all i encourage it yeah <laughs> i definitely encourage it go out and create whatever you want to create, you know, and to be there for, 
I mean, she's been there. She's seen all the moves that I've made and always backed me up like a hundred percent. Like when I make a decision yeah. and likewise with her, like we, you obviously you run it by your spouse, mm-hmm. but it really helps to have a spouse that is supportive in the dreams that you aspire to have. Mm-hmm. So when, when you're now, you're working on uh, your real estate goals you're, you're on real estate investing what was sort of your strategy that you used to to build obviously the first one happened you know uh you moved out and just rented it out but but then you started building what uh, what strategy did you use to uh, to do that yeah so at the beginning again like you mentioned it's you're saving your own money that's yeah. the only way that i seen it was like i was gonna go to work i was gonna save money i was gonna invest but after you, you know, even getting the second one and giving it a little bit of time because the marketplace was going up in value in a good location, uh, you're able to refinance that property, pull out your original investment or however, however it, much it is and invest it into another property. I always say it's like, you know, building a snowball, it's starting slow, but as it starts to roll down the hill, it can get bigger and bigger, especially as once you have one, you have two and three, you can start to go, oh, I'm going to pull a little bit from here. I'm going to pull a little bit from here and I'm going to invest here. I give it time, you know, I'm going to pull from here. You start just, I almost look at it like a chess game. It's like I'm making a move here, making a move there, here, here, where do I want to be next year, this year, five years. Yeah. Obviously there's a long-term goal as well. Yeah. And eventually what happened was from joining that other mastermind, I started to see a bigger life for myself that I had never seen before. Mm-hmm. My horizons of like my goals of having eight, eight properties or 10 properties, whatever it was at the time mm-hmm. went from like, you know, I can really see building something special here. And now the goal is at this point is 200 units. Mm-hmm. And even since then, I even see it bigger as being almost closer to a thousand units building wow. the company into. And it just, it just was from hanging around different people and having a different perspective mm-hmm. of how they seen life through their filters. Yeah. And then shifted to what I seen for myself. And this is why I, I mean, it's just like the mastermind that we do is, is it's really important to hang around the people that are already kind of getting the results or on the same path as you mm-hmm. that are going to motivate you and inspire you to live a bigger life and ultimately be the person you truly can become. Mm-hmm. So, so, I mean, you, you built that in roughly 10, 12 years over a 10 to 12 year period. You've built, what you've built. If you were to kind of start that over again and, and you had to start, what, what are some of the, the lessons that you learned that you would think, okay, um, I would do this differently or I'd do that differently. Yeah, I probably would have gotten involved moving back into your parents' basement. Cause I'm sure most people <laughs> would be able to move into their parents' basement. But. Yeah. At the beginning I was building, I was buying single family houses, right? Yeah. And they, 
Yeah, they were a good investment, but if I could do it all again, I probably would have saved up a little bit more money and got into multi-unit. Okay. I would have got into bigger stuff because there's more of a spread. Yeah. And say a tenant moves out, you know, say you have a bigger unit, a 10 unit, let's just say, and two people move out while well, you still have eight people paying the rent, right? Mm -hmm. And plus the banks look at differently. One of the mistakes I did make in the beginning is the first three properties that I purchased, I purchased them through my personal name. Okay. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. I would advise if you're actually looking for, uh, you're going to build your real estate portfolio is started in a company right away. Okay. Cause later on when I was like, Hey, I want to put these into the company. Well, you know, the government still wants land transfer tax cause it's changing names. Yeah. Well, I know there's, there's always been uh, lots of debate over that. When do you, when do you incorporate, you know, when do you create a corporation or something like that, a holding company for, for uh, real estate? And uh, some people will say, start it right away. Some people say, you know, wait after until you, you've accumulated a few. Uh, what's your, you know, obviously you're saying you would have preferred to have just done it from the get-go. Um, what would you advise someone who's, who's trying to figure it out? Yeah, I would say do it right off the hop. Yeah. Because it's just an extra layer of protection too, right? Yeah. Let's just say your company gets a lawsuit against it. Mm -hmm. Well, you're protecting your personal assets, right? If you have it in your personal name and somebody slips and falls at your house or something were to happen, your personal assets or personal wealth can be attacked. Whereas mm -hmm. having it in a corporation, yes, you're going to pay for, you know, a little bit more in accounting fees. You can pay a little bit more in lawyer fees, mm -hmm. but long-term, if something were to happen, it's definitely worth it. Mm -hmm. Another mistake, I made and I'll share with you is I have had a lawsuit against me for a slip and fall. Oh, okay. And it happened at a property that was in the company. Yeah. Mind you, it nothing became of it. Yeah. But it can happen. Limited your exposure. Yeah, yeah. So that's this is always have stuff in writing as well. Yeah. I, I I have this uh one of my go-tos is I always say I'm a recovering nice guy is just to trust people and, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I trust you and not very, and not knowing or doing my own due diligence. Yeah. And I, that caught me when, uh, with, with one of the properties I trusted somebody with what they said, but didn't get something in writing. Yeah. Then there was a slip and fall and I had nothing to go back on. Yeah. So that was one of my lessons is always get stuff in writing. Yeah. And I do that now, even with, you know, say a phone conversation, if it's a, an important phone conversation, I always like to reiterate it in an email and send it off to somebody and have them acknowledge that they've, we had that conversation. Right. Wow. That's uh, that's powerful to actually create a transcript on almost of the conversation afterwards. Mm -hmm. That's great. Um, and so now in buying, in buying these properties, have you, um, have you always bought properties individually or, um, or do you, or do you get into joint ventures, you know, venture partners or what, how do you go about raising, uh, or how do you go about purchasing properties? Do you raise money or what, what do you, what's your normal strategy for that? No, not at this point. We, we don't raise money. So everything, because it has been 
essentially it's been since 2008 to 2020. Yeah. Uh, we've been doing it ourselves or self-funding it. Yeah. Up until we, we did start a new company with partners in 2007, and that one is the apartment building business. Okay. We're shifting into bigger units, mm -hmm. and that is with partners. Mm -hmm. There's no, besides the partners that are in that business, which is essentially Laura and I, my wife and I, and another couple, Yeah, there hasn't been any outside investors to come in. So what made you make that switch where you decided to take on partners and how did you, uh, how did you know to, to take on these partners? Yeah, well, they're very well respected in real estate in the Kitchener Waterloo area. Again, it was my friend Lee Quayle who actually got me into investing and I've watched him grow over the years into a powerful human being and businessman in Kitchener Waterloo is really inspiring to see what he's done himself. He's got like, you know, he builds houses, he owns chestnut realty. He has lots of rental properties. He's had all sorts of different types of properties. He's very well respected in the community. And along with his partner, Jasmine Lansinger is a very respected realtor also that works for chestnut in that area too. So to have them combined as partners, and investing in Kitchener Waterloo where they're basically on the ground and they know what's going on mm -hmm. is, is powerful in itself. Mm -hmm. and, so. and now um, you guys were uh, obviously good friends. So you weren't nearly as concerned. Um, Cause I, I know that everyone always worries about partnerships mm -hmm. and should they be? No. Well, I look at a partnership. It doesn't matter if it's in business or in, in marriage or whatever it might be is communication is extremely important, right? To be on the same page. Like we just had a zoom call on Saturday. We've had a few things come up and to, just to get clear, to have everybody on the same page, we communicate a zoom call. Hey, we're all there. We're talking about it. Okay. Here's the direction we're going to move in. And it's like, you get married to somebody, right? And get married to your wife. And, I, and I'm going to be with her to the day that, you know, to the day I die, essentially, right? Well, I look at that as business as well. Who do I want to spend my time with? Mm. It's not only, you know, investing in real estate, but we're going to be going on trips together. We're going to be talking about the business, then going out for dinner. Who do I want to spend my time with? Can I grow with these people? Are they on the same path as well? Do they aspire to be more, do more, and become more in their life? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's like a marriage, right? You're getting married to someone. So your business partner, do you want to marry them? It, you know, essentially. It sounds like you're, you're even uh, creating a group of friends at the same time. That's exactly what it is. You're going to be close to these people. Yeah. Right? You're going to be close to them your whole life. Yeah. But now what about, what about the, the rest of your friends? You know, the people that you've grown up with, the people around you, uh, neighbors. You know, how, do, how does... Because obviously we have so many ties in this life, right? Uh, whether it be family, friends, you know, school friends and, and that... And then here you are creating new groups of friendship. What's happening to the other groups? 
Yeah. So there's, you still have friends and at the same time I've realized too, it's some friends are in their own time in life. So some friends are having kids right now. I don't have any kids. So sometimes you don't connect with them. One of my friends I connect with every six months. Mm -hmm. Some of my friends I don't talk to that my old friends, you know, I, it's, I keep going back to, but it's really important to surround yourself with the people that are headed in the same direction as you. Mm -hmm. And not everything from point A to B will be there when you get to point B. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. I've come to realize at first it was hard for me. It's like, you know, I got a lot of you've changed. And I used to get offended by that, you know, like, because my nice guy, okay, oh yeah, I want to please them and make sure they're okay. And I don't want them to be mad at me. Right. But I've come to, yeah, I have changed. Thanks for noticing because I've been working really hard on myself the last four years to get yeah. to where I am. Yeah. So taking it as a compliment and seeing it a different way. Yeah. And it doesn't make anybody bad or wrong or anything like that. It's they're where they're at in their life and you're where you're at. Yeah. It doesn't mean you can't talk to them or have a conversation. It just means the conversation might be different. Yeah. But if I'm going to spend the majority of my time with somebody, it's going to be somebody that wants to move and shake and aspire to be more. Yeah. Well, I, I ask that because I know that a lot of people, many people have difficulty in making some of these changes because they feel like they may be betraying mm -hmm. friends that mm -hmm. they've hung out with for a long time. But in, and, and sometimes people will, won't make a decision to move forward because of where it'll take them away from. And, yeah. and so to hear you know, what you're sharing is really powerful because you obviously had to make a decision to be able to move forward. Obviously not trying to hurt any of your friends at that time, but no. realizing what you needed for you, your spouse, your life, and uh, how you needed to move forward to create the the life that you wanted yeah yeah absolutely and that's what it is is you just i used to think like yeah, i had to cut out everybody that was negative if they spoke negatively they can't be in my life yeah right but i also realized then that the person i'm responsible for the conversation too right? I might not necessarily enjoy the conversation that I'm having, let's just say with my dad, because he has different interests, mm -hmm. but I can respect the conversation that I'm having with him. Yeah, it might not, he might not be talking about building a business or, you know, the next real estate deal, but I can still have a conversation with him with what's interested, interesting to him, essentially. Mm -hmm. I don't need to go, yeah, I can't talk to him because he's not on the same path as me. You know, I had, I had to have this realization because I was at first, I thought, you know what, I got to cut everybody out. That's not on the same path. And, and, uh, now that, then you got into ma mastermind groups, mm -hmm. you got into that one, but, but then you branched out and you've started, you've started your own mastermind groups. And how did, how did that happen? How did that transition from being in, in another mastermind group to then, um, you know, and, and how, how about we just start with what, how do you see a mastermind group? Cause I'm sure a lot of people don't even have an exposure to mastermind groups. 
Mm-hmm. Where, so, how do you see a, a mastermind group? Yeah, a, a, a group of people that you can share your life with open openly and willingly to not mask anything like i mean really share yourself the struggles the wins everything that's happening in your life mm-hmm. and not hiding anything and there it's basically a support group that is holding you accountable to your greatness if you say you're going to do something well you know, I want to be there to say, hey, you said you were going to do this. What's going on here? Wow. Support and accountability. Yeah, support and accountability. And we base ours around, uh, you know, think and go rich. So there's a bit of a structure. But if it goes in a different direction where we get onto a subject that somebody wants to speak into or speak about, you know, we're all there to listen mm-hmm. and hear what they have to say. and you know, offer suggestions if we've been up against that ourselves, whether it's in finances or relationship or your health. Mm-hmm. We're all going through something. Mm-hmm. Somebody would be lying if they said their life was perfect and everything's happy. Everybody has something. But, but now you got, uh, you started facilitating um, these groups and you don't get paid for it. No. No. And so, um, what what what's the the thought process behind that? I mean, obviously, I understand that you were a part of of a group or a couple of groups, and they provided support and accountability. But now you've gone out and uh, started creating mastermind groups. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I and just out of curiosity, are you, you're a part of at least one uh, mastermind group? Uh, are you a part of more than one mastermind group right now? No, I'm only part of one right now. And then also the one that, you know, we're doing ourselves. Right. And so, uh, so what, what got you to then go out and uh, create this mastermind group? Yeah. So uh, during all this, I ended up having an accountability partner that I would share my life with. We would get on the phone every Sunday and we have since 2017 we've gone to seminars together gone to Tony Robbins business mastery yeah. uh, Manever, which you know which is is a really great friend yeah and through that we started studying stuff together we would we would read a chapter and say think and grow rich and then we'd come to the call and we would share our breakthroughs or what we realized in this chapter and Oh, did you see that? And we'd highlight and we'd talk about it. Yeah. And then it just like, through us having conversations, you know, it would really be nice to share this with more people that were interested in this. And it would be a great way to contribute to other people's growth mm-hmm. and provide value to other people. Mm-hmm. So through this, it just kind of progressed as, you know, it, inviting more people in. And it just kind of builds on top of itself like anything else, right? It starts out little and you have a little bit here and now it's turned into a little bit more. And I can see it moving in the future, just kind of what we've been discussing into a little bit more online and everything else that comes with that as stuff expands. That's really interesting. I, you know, I, I hear you saying you, you started in a place where, you know, there was, 
there was some pain, there was some stuff going on in your life, but then you started learning. And then you went from this phase of learning to now literally your business is growing and continues to grow. But now you've also entered a phase where you're also looking to contribute as well. Uh, you know, learning, growing, and, and, and then giving back something, you know, contributing back as well. Yeah, that's a question that always happens. I mean, even in real estate, if somebody calls me and they have a question or maybe I'm not the one that can serve them best yeah. or can help them. The question that comes up in my mind all the time is like, how can I still provide value to this person? Yeah. And it could be as simple as like an email introduction. It can be as simple as a phone call for them to the city or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. It can be a connection to somebody else, whatever it may be. That has become like a dominating thought for me is how can I provide value to this person? They've come into my life. Mm-hmm. Maybe I know them. Maybe I don't. How can I provide value to them? Wow. And what I've, what I've noticed in, when, in doing that is I get more, I have more phone calls come in. Yeah. With people, it just kind of comes around where you get more phone calls. You talk to more people. Yeah. I'm always looking to maybe share something with people. Yeah. And where, where are you getting this from? The, the idea of trying to add more value. Yeah. Well, again, it's through listening to mentors. Yeah. I've had a co- I used to have a coach oh, per- for a while. Perfect segues. So mentors, who are, who are some of your, your mentors? Yeah. Well, uh, a lot of them right now are, I would say like I, I religiously, I call I'll say virtual right now. Yeah. I used to have a coach for a while, but I'm not uh, currently coaching with her right now. Yeah. It was a mindset coach. And then I also had, I'm still in the mastermind group where they share stuff and they have other stuff going on, interviews and stuff. But really, um, for myself, I've been a, a virtual mentor of Robert Kiyosaki. Okay. I listen to his radio station every week. Yeah. I listen to hear what he's, he's saying about the economy at a macro level and how he brings on different investors and all sorts of stuff, right? What I've learned from him too is like he's got a team of executives around him that are experts in different areas. You don't necessarily have to be the expert, right? So even though I haven't met Robert Kiyosaki in person, yeah. he is like part of my life. Yeah. I listen to his voice. Yeah. I hear what he has to say. Yeah. And another, another, another gentleman right now that, I mean, I've been listening to him for years is, is Mike Dillard. He's an online marketer. Yeah. And he's got a tremendous podcast too. I follow him very closely at the online world. He's had tons of success Yeah. and he's really great. He teaches a lot and mentors people in business and stuff like that. And just listening through, it becomes a common thread through entrepreneurship is giving back yeah. and contributing to others. Yeah. Everybody that's out there as an entrepreneur is solving a problem in the marketplace yeah. and they're providing value to a niche of people. Mm-hmm. And that's how they create this business. They solve a problem. So the common thread is always, creating value 
for somebody else, right? You got to become more Jim Rohn. You got to become more valuable. You can watch a lot of YouTube videos on Jim Rohn. Yeah. And what I've made part of my life is, and what I learned from Rock, which was one of my early mentors, is personal development has to be part of your daily routine. Yeah. It's not just a one-off. It's like anything in life. You, you commit to it consistently over a period of time to see results. Mm-hmm. John Maxwell also says, never underestimate the compound effect of consistency. And that just has always stuck with me. Even though you might not see the results, they might not be there, but to stick with something consistently, day in and day out, and creating the habits around them. So for me, I have a a morning routine that I always stick to when I get up. It's creating the habit to start my day off right, putting me in the right frame of mind that, you know, how I want to see my day go. Wow, that is that is a powerful quote you just dropped. Um, you know, if if you think about it, it it doesn't matter what area you want to talk about, whether you want to talk about fitness, investing, marriage, the compound effect of consistency, the compound you, you know of putting in. Yeah. You know, as investors, that should really be, you know, if someone calls themselves an investor, they really have to understand that concept that you have to keep putting into it on a consistent basis. Yeah, yeah. And it may not always be money, but, uh, but there's, some, there's a price that has to be paid continually. It goes with anything. Yeah. I mean, if you don't talk to your business partners and you're not putting in time, sharing stuff with them, communicating with them, how do you think that relationship's going to go? Wow. It's, it's like any friendship you have. You're always watering the garden. Do you want the plant? Do you want the, the flowers to grow or not? Or do you want weeds to grow? You do nothing. It's easy to do nothing and weeds will grow. If you want to nurture something, you're always watering it connecting hey how are you what are you up to you know i'd like to connect with you what's important to you you know get curious about other people mm-hmm. you know what's important to other people wow wow um <laughs> just thinking about that the the hair on my arms raised uh, <laughs> that's that's great that's powerful stuff so uh so nick what what's next for you what's next for you at this point where where are you going? What are you excited about? What are, uh, what should people be excited about as they, as they watch the journey of Mr. Doherty? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm always excited about real estate investing. I mean, we're in the midst of putting something together right now during COVID and it, and that's exciting as well. So uh, growing that is, is something that I think about that that business is is exciting for me to grow and think about and now wait i have to i have to pause a second there because we are in the middle of a worldwide pandemic and an economic crash um and you are currently working on deals and working on um on investing in something you gotta you gotta give us some more information on that yeah absolutely yeah so you know what i've learned over 
obviously studying successful people is you can make money in downturns and you can make money in upturns. Yeah. There's no good or bad, right? And money moves. You got people, they can understand and take something away about finances is money moves. It doesn't disappear. There's abundance of it. Mm-hmm. It's shifting hands right now. Even with what's going on. Some people are getting really rich right now, becoming really wealthy. Because money just shifts hands. That's all it does. You have to be willing to, you know, look at the opportunities, put in the time. And I mean, money can flow to you as well. Mm. Wow. Um, so you're, you're actively looking for um, uh, rental buildings like uh, apartments and, and uh, rental units and things like that right now? Yeah, so our partners uh, in the apartment building business, we're in the midst, like right now we're in the conditional phase of with financing and inspection on a 12-unit apartment building. Yeah. It's, it's been cha- more challenging in yeah. pr- getting lending and having lending come your way. So we've yeah. had to really get creative yeah. and figure out different avenues and connect with different people, which has been quite interesting, but it's been a great learning experience as well. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we're in the midst of that. That's pretty exciting that we could, you know, keep building the portfolio. Yeah. And then obviously with the uh, real estate in the Aurelia area, yeah. I'm always excited. Obviously to, a realtor as well. And yeah, yeah, yeah. To do that. So if uh, if people wanted to get a hold of you, obviously whether it be um, as a realtor or they wanted to reach out to you, what what are some ways for them to to get in contact with you? Yeah, they can email me direct at Nick, which is N-I-C-K, at nickdoherty.ca. And Doherty is D-O-H-E-R-T-Y. Mm-hmm. Or they can also follow me on Instagram. It's Nick E. Doherty. E as in Edward. Nick E. Doherty on Instagram. And then, of course, if you type in my name on Facebook, I have a, a Facebook page and there's my personal page as well. Maybe you can private message me or contact me there as well. Okay. That's great. That's great. Um, so what, what did we, did, is there anything that we didn't cover that we should have covered? Uh, do you think we should have talked about? Well, we covered a lot of ground today. Yeah. We covered yeah. a lot of aspects. There's, there's, we could probably continue this conversation like we do normally. Yeah. We can, we can talk for hours about stuff. Yeah. But, uh, you know, ultimately you, you are, it's the you and you deal, you know, if you want to be the creator of your life, yeah. that's your decision. Yeah. You, you actually do have a choice to be whoever you want to be in life. Mm-hmm. You don't have to stay stuck where you are. You can make that decision and move forward and take responsibility for your life. Wow. Wow. Uh, Mr. Doherty will, we, we definitely have to have you on the podcast again at some point. Uh, thank you so much for all that you've shared uh, so far with us and, um, you know, for all the, the, the gems, the, the drops of gold along the way. And, um, you know, hope that you and your wife and your cats uh, stay safe uh, <laughs> these days and continue to practice uh, social distancing 
and um, that uh, good luck with uh, acquiring that uh, those new units, the the twelve plex, and uh, you know we hope for to for all the best for you going forward. Well, thank you. It's been a pleasure to be here. Appreciate it, Neil. Always appreciate the time. Thanks a lot, Nick. Take care. Okay. See you later. Bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Leadership to Wealth podcast. We've got much more coming up in the weeks ahead, but I want to ask that if you can take the time to give us some feedback, we really appreciate it. Really means a lot to me. And uh, if you just take just a couple of seconds, it really does mean the world. And don't forget to like and follow. We'll see you guys next time here on Leadership to Wealth.